ladies and gentlemen, you have made it to Brave to the Bone podcast, where we explore the dynamics of human courage in its most dynamic form, personal transformation. What does it take to dive into the unknown of ourselves? Who can help us get there? How scary is it to face our own edge? And what are the magic tools that we can use today to explore ourselves on this journey of healing just a little bit more? All the way from Cape Town, Africa, I have brought to you Demela Universe, also known as Philastri. He is here to teach us about profound self-love and to share his own story of moving from trauma to deep spiritual awakening as a ninth dimensional starseed healer. He works on an amazing platform called Dumela Universe, where he helps all of the unawakened energy in ourselves to awaken. This story and this being is so profound. I was able to get my own light healing work afterwards, and I am so excited to have had the honor to have Demela on my platform. My beautiful Philastri, welcome to my show. I am so honored to have you here. It is so nice to see your beautiful, radiant face. Can you please tell my audience um, who you are, where you are, and what you're doing now? Thank you so much for having me, Tonya. It's such an incredible, incredible experience, and I'm honored. I truly am. I am Philastri, and I'm based in Cape Town, South Africa at the moment. I am a healer of light. It has come to the understanding of what I do. It's been a journey, but... Hmm. In short, I heal energy. I transmute unawakened energy to awakened. What that means is I'm able to see your soul, your path, your higher self, where you're from, your collective, your past life, all of it. And I'm able to show you and share where you might have blocks, where you might have restrictions, perhaps where you're not seeing or Rather, where you disallow yourself, you, where you disallow yourself, the love of you, where you disallow yourself, the fullness of you. That is what I see. And I'm able then to activate your light codes, which is all of the information in your soul life from your past lives. And I'm able to allow you to come to a clearer understanding of you. I do this on Demela Universe, the platform, on TikTok, uh, YouTube, and Instagram. That is where I'm able to share with everybody um, all over the world. But here at home, I also have crystals I use for crystal healing, um, realignment. And I allow you the, mm, the understanding of you. It is interesting. I simply connect to all vibrations, every single thing. I feel everything. Everyone, every single thing is vibration and I'm able to interpret all of it and I'm able to transmute it, heal it to a loving frequency of just awareness of your presence, awareness of your existence and awareness of your incredible ability to create your life experience into the love and abundance that you wish truly. Yes. It's so wonderful to hear you speak and to see you radiate. I have to tell my audience that I did find you on TikTok and 
you have been just glowing with light and the way you speak is just so, so full and abundant with love. It is exceptional your platform. So for anyone who doesn't follow you, who is on TikTok, please do. Again, that's Demela Universe and D-U-M-E-L-A. So Demela, what is it like there before we go back? Can you tell us what it's like, what your life is like um, in Cape Town, in Africa? Right now it is lovely. It took a while for me to understand the power of my creative reality. All of us, all of us have the power to create our reality. It is simply what we are, but we all begin at different places and those places usually disallow us the understanding of our power. And it's taken me a long time to come to this awareness. And once I've done it, oh goodness, a lovely time. What I do here, oh, my everyday activity, oh, I live, I explore. There is no set rule to my day. I discover me. That's the best way I can actually phrase it. I wake up each morning understanding that I'm new today, for we're always new each and every single day. And I simply express to the universe, what can I discover about myself today? How can I co-create? Then I simply do what brings me joy, which is going for a walk, meditation, perhaps going to gym, coming back, doing my channels, doing my readings, my tarot. So most of my days are spent doing my spiritual work with Demela Universe. I also um, am a musician, so I receive music. So I hear music, I hear music, and I hear channels, and I hear all different kinds of vibrations and frequencies. But that is from my experience and my reincarnation on Sirius, where I learned the frequency of sound. Sirius is a beautiful collective, and they really work there. The Masters of Light really work with frequencies of sound there. That is where a lot of the meditations or the, 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 the guided frequencies really originate from Sirius. A lot of the beings of light here on earth, a lot of the light workers, the starseeds who work with that frequencies and with music and sound, I have discovered are from or have had reincarnations of lives from Sirius. Um, so music and then anything creative. I used to do modeling for quite a bit of time because I enjoy the expression of art and just allowing the body to express art form and to surrender it taught me truly how to surrender to the photographer to the artist to the client a lot of the artwork that i've done has really taught me surrender in music you need to surrender to the to the song to the sound in order for it to be real to be truthful you can't be in mind with modeling to surrender to the direction in order to flow and bring whatever art piece it is to life, with acting, surrendering to the script. So I've always just enjoyed creativity. I used to also do physiotherapy, physical therapy. I think we call it in the States, physical therapy, but physiotherapy here. And I used to lecture at University of Cape Town. So I used to teach physiotherapy at the students at the university, which was lovely and really a beautiful experience. Um, it just was something I enjoyed. I enjoyed the physical healing. I enjoyed the, 
beautiful interactions with everyone, but I just felt there was more that my soul yearned for. And it wasn't until um, two friends of mine, actually Oliver and Taryn, introduced me to the art of tarot that I began to open up to the frequencies of channeling and realize my potentiality and actually that which lied within, which was wished to express itself in what I do now in the spiritual teaching and healing. Yes. Wow. So you work now um, one-on-one with um, in-person people in your town with your crystals and energy work, as well as people all over? Yes. So I do tarot. So if you want, if you're in Cape Town, if you're here, then I'll do tarot with you one-on-one. I'll do crystal healing one-on-one activations. All that I offer on the website, I do one-on-one with you. And then, of course, whoever wants to book with me on the site, I do it through Zoom, which has been fascinating because I've always understood that there's no such thing as distance in the spiritual realm. There's the Everything in physical is vibration. So when you release the physical, you simply surrender to the vibrational frequency. So you release yourself from any limitation. And when I've been having my Zoom sessions, it's been lovely to see everybody going to these beautiful states of meditation, to see the move and shift of the frequencies. And as they come back, um, to ask them what they saw and to see the different images, the imagery and the vibrations and the feelings they felt. It's beautiful to really witness the healing work at distance and to really understand that truly distance and this physicality, this physical experience has zero limitation when you simply surrender yourself to the truth of you, to the core of you, and you create from where we're all connected, which is this beautiful energy of love. Wonderful. Yeah, so on this um, podcast, I really like to talk about the journey of how we move through our own transcendence in our life. Do you mind Mm. taking us back and letting us know what it was like to be you as a child? Not at all. Mm. Let me just center these energies for you. Let me take you back to my past here on this physical realm. I was born in Klabani. Northwest Rustenburg, in a family of five, who were five of us my mother, my father, my older sister, and my older brother. We lived Rustenburg, Klabani, where we stayed, was back then known as a township. Now it's, I suppose, more of a suburban area. So the township, what that means is back when it was created, it was still during apartheid rule where black people were not allowed to coexist with white people or any other races. We were just not allowed to co-mingle. As such, that is where we were, I suppose, placed or where we could stay at the time. It was still not a, it was, I mean, we, it was housing. So it wasn't, it wasn't extreme poverty. But at the time when my family did start off, it was not easy to sustain. Um, luckily, both of my parents were educators. So they really um, encouraged us kids to go to school, which was really brilliant. So we, we were able to receive education. We were able to go into the different dreams that we wished to in that sense. However, My father was a very abusive man and he was incredibly emotionally abusive, mentally abusive and physically abusive and sexually abusive. 
And my mother, unfortunately, well, back, hmm, how can I say this? Growing up, she was the one who I viewed as the being protecting us. But now with the spiritual teaching and the retrospect, unfortunately, I realized she facilitated most of that. So we were not able to speak it up. She protected my father's um, abuse of nature in the, I suppose it was her way of protecting the family, not speaking, not, not really opening up. But now I understand she was actually facilitating the fear. It was not an easy upbringing for both of them are were rather my father passed away about 10 years ago but both of them were in the education department so when I did go to school I also had to be quite perfect I could not really budge because I was quite worried about how my family would be his rage was rather unnecessary and not tame for example, I remember waking up and seeing my brother strangled one morning and we strang him strangling up my brother rather and us having to tackle him down. He would just punch and hit and tackle for no reason, thunderous anger. I understand it was from his upbringing. His father was pretty much the same. And I understand that he, that was his, I suppose, explore his understanding of love that was what he understood love as so he did not know what to do with the love we gave him as a collective my sister very powerful and very very um she was the eldest one she was very um how can i say outspoken and she was the one who would always challenge him to try and break free so whenever she did come home that was quite tumultuous in energies my brother then took on the role as protecting all of us which was a I suppose not a child's job to do that so later in life as I can see now in relating with him he still really hasn't allowed himself to be and hasn't really expressed himself he's still at home and I have a sense of him not really allowing himself to be in his freedom and my sister beautiful as she is and she's a great healer herself but still there is an element of her trying to appease and trying to get the approval of my father who's long gone my mother at the moment is also just um <sighs> let's just say and I when I left home I understood that home was not a normal upbringing and I understood that nobody has a normal upbringing and so I went on the journey to understand that I must then not be interacting norm openly I realized I was quite micromanaged, I was perfect. And I could see my friends and people around me were at ease and they were relaxed and they were in their comfort. And I was not, I was uptight. And I realized there's something wrong. I'm not allowing myself to breathe. Why am I altering myself for so many people? And I realized in my upbringing, that's all I did. When I was home, I saw my sister come through home. I saw the chaotic. I saw her being dragged out by her legs out on the road. I saw my dad kicking my mom. It was just oh, an upbringing of just seeing this man just rampage and hit and abuse and kick. And I realized when I was younger, there's no pleasing him. 
My sister tried to please him all the time. There's no pleasing him. My brother, I suppose, just tried to keep the peace. And I don't think my father enjoyed that. He saw it as a challenge. I think a masculinity now because he was older. And so he also just really, he went into his own world. He never really opened up and freely explored. And for myself, all I, and my mother, I suppose she tried to keep the peace, but she never really left, which was something I never understood. And I think growing up, I thought that was unconditional love. Only now I realize, no, 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 no. Unconditional love is allowing yourself love at all times to allow yourself to release yourself of that which causes you harm. But when you're younger and you see that your mom is sticking out and keeping the peace, that's what you believe. That's what you, that's what you, that's what you learn. You learn from what you are taught. You learn from what you observe. So school was interesting. I went to a Catholic school. So home was Anglican. I grew up very religious and Anglican and school was a Catholic school and also quite conservative, of course, and having to be perfect. And my father was a education specialist. So he would go around the school setting the set work. So I could not put a toe out of line for, I was always afraid if I do something wrong, it'll go home. And I wasn't really afraid for myself. I was afraid for my family that somehow my mother would get the blame and I didn't really want her to be in trouble. I was, I'm also gay, so growing up in Rustenburg being gay was not great. It was also quite a racist town back then. So um, it was also, it was just not a comfortable place. Um, I was, I never felt I could fit in. The home front was difficult. My father never allowed us to go out and about when we were younger in the neighborhood. He wanted us to stay at home. And because the neighborhood was then Sitswana, that's what the, that's the language you'd speak there, Sitswana. And um, because of the English, and they were both English teachers and the way that I spoke, I never really fit in with the neighborhood kids. They saw me as otherwise. A coconut is what people would prefer, would, would say, you know, the teasing in that way, um, that I was not really black enough. But then, of course, going to school, I was never white enough. And then, of course, I was gay. And then it was just never, a place to I never fit in I never felt at home um, luckily the friends I made were lovely in school and that was almost my escape on weekends I'd be able to go to their farms um, in primary school as a beautiful friend of mine who had a beautiful farm and that was a beautiful place of reprieve to be able just to escape the craziness of home and then at school I was perfect so nobody knew at school what was going on um, I put on a fantastic show I suppose and then in high school um, I got to meet different kinds of friends I think the friendship as in high school you just shift and everything just shifts and people just change quite dramatically and I made different kind of friendships also going to, then we changed from, they, the friends I met in high school, they went to, I think, what we'd call a Pentecostal church, a more um, free church where they would praise and clap their hands and stand. And that was very different from the Anglican and Catholic formal church. So that's where the first time I actually felt energy. I felt spirits. 
I still couldn't put my hands on it. I still couldn't name it because the churches have very specific ways of saying things. Um, I mean, I channeled the language of light, but back then it was called tongues. So when I was channeling tongues, I thought I was just, I didn't understand what it was. I just, I could feel this beautiful vibration pour through me. And everybody in the church, some people were allowed to do it. So I thought, okay, this is fantastic. But the way it was taught still didn't allow the fullness. And I still felt restricted. I still really couldn't be openly gay. It was still, it just didn't fit. Um, I knew I felt a higher presence and a higher calling, but none of the frameworks in the Christian teachings really fit for me. And so I suppose home was always just the same. My father never really approving of any of us rampaging and being angry. Then I went to university. Um, are there any other questions you want to find out about home before I move on to university? No, you're just doing such a good job. I just um, really appreciate how you are so self-aware that you're able to move that story of your past and tell us a little bit about how it poured over into a perf- um, state of perfectionism, which I just, I love acknowledging that. And I also just wanted to tell you that I love your definition of unconditional love. Thank you so much for that. So mm. that was, that's it. It came, it, it really took a while for me to understand it for, you know, when you see somebody protecting what you believe is protecting and you see them and you, you think, okay, that must be love because that, and it, it made me aware of the relationships I attracted because I would attract these beings who I would give selflessly completely and get nothing back in return. And I assume, but that is love. That is love because that's what I saw and that's how it seems to work. And then I realized, no, 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 no. Honoring you and allowing you and loving you at all times and realizing this being is not seeing you, respecting you, honoring you because they're not seeing themselves. They're not respecting themselves. They are not loving themselves as such. They do not know what to do with the love you give them. So that is why it doesn't work. And if you allow yourself love at all times and move to places of love, you then attract beings who then know what to do for you, attract those who have loved themselves, who love themselves first and foremost. And it seems counterintuitive, but yes, loving yourself first and foremost all the time attracts love, pours in love, experiences of love, of abundance, prosperity, truth, and fulfillment and you receive and you attract beings now who do not need you for anything who simply enjoy you who simply delight in you who simply enjoy experiencing you they don't want anything from you they simply enjoy the light you are as such you co-create you're inspired to give they're inspired to give you simply inspired to look after each other there's no neediness there's no I need you to be lesser than me in order for me to feel value. No, they want you to succeed for they enjoy you succeeding and not for them, simply for the being you are and for the love it brings you. And having allowed myself love and having attracted these beings in my life, these beautiful soul tribe family friends that I have, I've experienced love more profound and more deep than my biological family have ever, ever given me. Um, Even though, yes, they gave me shelter. Yes, they gave me clothes. Yes, education. I appreciate that. But that does not mean you get to then 
disuse me, misuse me. It doesn't mean that if you now provide for me financially, that you get to now um, abuse me and use me in any way. That is not love and that is not how it works. Um, you simply, if you are to give and provide, you do it through the essence of loving and nurture, not out of manipulation. It's not a child's job to appease their parents. It's not a child's job to, um, to, to um, emotion, look after the emotionality of their caregivers or their guardians. It's not their job. And when adults do that, when parents decide that they can manipulate and abuse children and the children's job to appease them, to make them feel loved, to make them feel worthy. No, 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 no. You, that's, that's not right. You're, you're, yes, you gave birth and yes, you brought this beautiful being into the world, but they're not yours to misuse and use. They're not yours for your entertainment. They're not yours for your validation. They're not yours to make you feel better when you've had a bad day. When you've had a bad day, center and ground. Do not make your children have to make you happy. That is not okay. And I came to a great understanding of that growing up. Um, my sister and my brother, not they, they, I believe after my father's passing, we understand the past was not great, but they're forgiven and forgotten, yes, but they haven't then done the healing work to realize that uh, still this, I, there must be something that's not okay with me. So let me now see where it is. They've decided they're fine. They're fine. And so my sister right now is micromanaging and quite controlling. And unfortunately, she's also with her children abusing emotionally and, and mentally and physically. And I've just recently found this out and my mother facilitating it. And my brother just said, oh, it's laughs at them saying, I was wondering and it was your time. So I was shook, shook. I was completely shocked to realize I, I nearly said shook it. That's why I look shook. <laughs> I was completely shocked. I was like, I don't understand how you can continue these cycles of abuse. Um, you are all learned beings. My sister's a doctor. She's a highly professional medical doctor, chief, chief of staff. She even heads domestic abuse. My mom is the... Um, She's an educational psychologist, so with children. And my brother's a lawyer working within the church to counsel people. You are educated people, but what they believe is this is the way, this is the cultural way, this is the African way. So even culture and tradition in some African cultures, the children are not heard, they're not seen, they're subservient, they're lesser than. You are superior as an adult. You are superior as an adult and children are not, you, you, you cannot speak. And my nieces are profoundly intelligent. They're these brilliant, bright sparks. And as I was guiding them through this process, because I tried to get, I mean, social working and everything else in between, there's so many rules and regulations. So I, one of the, one of the um, social workers I did speak with to, um, suggested how I can um, facilitate them and how I can be there for them at this time, which is something I was already doing. So it was a beautiful affirmation and confirmation. And as I was speaking with them, the youngest, who's 14, was literally said to me, well, you know, it is generational trauma. And she started giving me this, she's 14. She's giving me this whole 
perfect, almost feels like a thesis dissertation talk on generational trauma, how the cycles of abuse continue unless the adults actually take the responsibility to do the healing work themselves. I thought I was going to be sharing this with them. They're teaching me. I'm like, look at how brilliant you are. Look at how brilliant you two are. You are already seeing the abuse. You've already done the research to see how it comes and how it stems from. And yet these adults who are educated cannot see this because they refuse to do the work. Because if they did the work to realize that there's something wrong, my sister would realize that she has micromanaging issues. She's escaping. She doesn't like to be in stillness and quiet. She doesn't like to quiet her mind. She likes to keep it busy. And that was my red flag. You're afraid to go within. You're afraid to go to the truth of you. You're afraid to discover the trauma and heal from it. My brother also completely hiding who he is. And he has to be right. He has to be right. If you try and argue with him, oh, it's a disaster. He quashes you. So his sense of freedom and his sense of empowerment was destroyed by my father. So he needs to, by his dogmatic ways to squash and imprison you down. While my mother then facilitates the fear. She facilitates the trauma. She protects the abuse in the guise of saying it's for family or tradition. So, so many psychological trauma, cultural, traditional, it's quite a mess one can create when one doesn't allow a loving structure in the family home. And that is what I have just observed from this experience, this journey to self. So after leaving home, I went to university, Cape Town. May I continue speaking? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say I also really appreciated um, you telling about the church and your first experience feeling the channeled light. So that was that was wonderful. Thank you. So yes, yes. Continue. Yes, um, the church is brilliant. Um, when when well, when when I went to that speech, let me now let me rephrase that. <laughs> Organized religion is a bit tricky for it has rules and regulations just to allow yourself to be. And for me, it's important that especially the lessons that I learned with a church or with that kind of being is that you are source energy. You are connected to your higher presence at all times. There is nothing you need to do to connect to God, goddess, source, universe. There is nothing you need to do. You simply do at all times at all times you are always worthy you have always been worthy you are love you have always been love you are everything you've always been everything and religions well back then were governments and for people to know that you do not need any leadership well that would not allow anybody governance. So a lot of the teachings of the light workers, of the prophets, of those beings of light who shared many works across all of these organized religions we know, they were all rewritten, all restructured, the divine feminine energy removed for the divine feminine energy is the receptivity, it's the connection to all things, the creator which is why when you simply receive the divine feminine energy within you, you're connected to all. And then the masculine energy is to create within the receptivity of the divine feminine. We are within the truth of us, the divine feminine, the beautiful receptive energy. And then as it manifests, we create. That is a beautiful so for, definition. I love that. Thank you. 
the if we think of the dark and the light so i'm skipping a bit i'll come back to okay, sure. if you think of the dark and the light we have been taught that dark and light is well there's a difference there i want us to just if we can re-evaluate in a bit dark and light are both the dance of love Rumi has said this so let us now really break it open people fear the dark we have thought the dark is the wrongness the shadow the, there's nothing wrong with the dark dark is uncertainty dark is unknowing dark is the unknowable dark is the unknown dark is tomorrow dark is before this podcast we had no idea what to expect it was in the dark we had no idea but because you were centered in love then when it comes to the light in the scene it is light but what happened is when humanity went for the fruit of knowledge many, 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 many years ago, we, when humanity was created, source energy, universe, suggested that humanity, humans, find answers on their own. We can't help but learn in this physical realm. We can't help it. This whole realm is learning. Look, when a baby is born, automatically they learn. We can't help but discover knowledge. It simply is the path of this beautiful physical experience. We came here to create. We came here to explore. We came here to learn in these physical vessels. It's simply why we are here. The fruit of knowledge is other people telling you how to do it. So instead of you finding a way to build your own fire, it might take you 10 years, but you're finding your own way to build your own fire, we said, rather do that than go to that other person who says, I'll show you how to make fire. All you have to do is worship me and honor me, and I'll show you how to make fire. And that was the difference. The fruit of knowledge is this information we get given when we're born. You're born, all of a sudden you're given a name. Your soul has always had a name. You've always known the name within you. If you were just allowed to discover your name on your own, uh, your truth. But no, instead you're given a name and you're given a culture and you're given a religion and you're given this, a gender, a way of being, a goodness, a rightness, a wrongness. We have defined how it is to love, how it is to like, how it is to succeed, how it is to be successful, what it is to be, um, what jobs are good, what jobs are bad, what jobs are good for your gender, what jobs are bad for your gender, for your race, for this. Every single thing you are, Every single way you look, you have a set of rules. This is how the dark energy became unawakened, because the dark is none other than unconditional love. Unconditional love. Love cannot be defined. Love cannot be imprisoned. Love cannot be directed. Love cannot be told. You'd simply discover love when you are experiencing it in your manifestation. You discover love as you wake up and you see the sunrise and your whole body rises with the sun and you feel held by the universe. You discover love as you're walking and the birds are chirping and a stranger smiles at you and you feel warm all the way through your soul. You discover love in every single moment of your authentic being. You are a formless, infinite being. You are love. You are to discover yourself. You are to discover yourself, not to define yourself, not to direct yourself. 
And that is what happened. This is why the dark energy became unawakened, because when it's directed, you now create absent your soul. You're told what to do, where to go, what to do. It's contrary to what you feel like you want to do. So you're now creating absent you. And when you create absent you, you create absent love. So what happens in the light, in the scene, when things manifest, they're absent love, which is why we discover hurtful things, painful things. We are taught this will make us happy. So we take that route and then we discover misery. It's absent us. Doing that is love. So we do love, but it's not love. It's absent us. So for me, it's not the dark and the light. It's the unawakened and the awakened. Wow. That, I mean, I can just see my own childhood in that wonderful description of story. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> and as you allow yourself to then create you within you, now the dark is awakened. There's no need to fear the dark. The dark is simply the realm of the mystery, the unknowns tomorrow. But if I do that, which I love, when I wake up tomorrow, it simply gives me what I love. So there's no need for me to fear the dark, to fear the unknown. Reclaim the mystery of the night. Reclaim unconditional love again by simply doing that which honors you each and every single moment. If you do that which honors you every single moment, then you reclaim the mystery of the unknowable. You do not fear the dark. The dark is not to be feared. It's simply where you discover who you are without the knowing. You can't use the known to create the unknowable. Osho says the seed has never known the flower. The seed doesn't know it has the potential to become a flower. So you do not know what you will become. So allow yourself to be unknowable in the divine feminine energy, which is why divine feminine, when you see the pictures, it's always the night. It's always the dark. It's unconditional love, the divine feminine. We are not knowing. We simply surrender to the unknowable. But we trust because we focus, we center on us, on truth on love and then when it manifests in the scene in the light oh then the light is also awakened it's love it's lovely it's beautiful we have spent thousands of years healing the dark and the light for the light was unawakened for a long long time the light we saw killings violence rape pillaging, destruction. That was the light. That was the scene. And we were okay with it. We would destroy world wars. That was normal. People would abuse women. That's normal. Just at home, like home, they're abusing my nieces. That's normal. The light is unawakened. It is, you are seeing destruction in the scene, in the light, but it's unawakened because you're not creating within the truth of you. Because if you created from the truth of you, you'd realize that does not, that's not love. It doesn't resonate. You are love. You are love. You're always love. Therefore, if you are not creating with you present, you're creating absent love. The only reality is love. Everything else is an illusion. The only reality is love. Yes. I just have a question about, um, and I just wonder how it relates to everything you're saying. For me, I, I feel every day a sense of my own mortality. So I feel like I have this um, intense urge and push to bloom because I feel like, you know, there's just, I'm very aware that there isn't 
very many days that were given. How do you feel? Did you feel that at one point at your awakening that it was yeah. time? You see, that is, you are an eternal being. You never, ever end. Understand this. You are a soul having a human physical experience. Right now, you are having a human experience which allows you to do everything you wanted to manifest in this lifetime. Then you leave. Then you return should you want to learn more lessons. You never get it done. You are eternal. It is the egoic 3D model that makes you do, 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 go, 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 rush, 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 rush. Look at everything in the universe, everything in nature. Nothing rushes. The trees don't bloom because they can. Look at me, there's a flower. They don't make fruit because I can. The wild lions, they don't hunt rabbits because they can. The lions are sleeping until they need to hunt. Then they hunt and they're sleeping. The trees wait until spring to bloom, and then winter the leaves fall, and then the fruit arrives. Everything is in stillness until the manifestation, and then they act. So you trying is counterintuitive in this physical reality. Any efforting is counterintuitive. For you to try to succeed, it means you believe you're not successful. That's why you are trying to succeed. It means you're not successful. You're stuck in a loop. I can't make you happy. It means I believe you're unhappy. I mean, you're sad. Because that's why I'm trying to make you happy. It must mean I've defined you as sad. Or else I wouldn't try to make you happy at all. All I can do is remain in my happiness. And when you're receptive of my happiness, you will be inspired to happiness. You are perfect. You have all the solutions to everything you've ever wanted within you. Every single thing you want to do is meant to be. That's why you exist. That's why you're here. In order for everything to then work, divine timing. What is divine timing? You simply receive everything when you receive it at the right time timing because if you received something now you would effort it but the other components the other people the other variables that are required are not ready yet so you would do all of this and then nothing happens disappointment again but if you simply center within your truth you know what you want deeply you know what you want to achieve deeply you have purpose deeply now simply enjoy you by resting by reading a book, by going for a walk, by enjoying the sun. And then before you know it, you receive the idea. Now you action. You receive the phone call. Now you action. You receive the email. Now you action. Receive you and then action within you. This is how to create. You receive the divine feminine. Then the divine masculine energy within you creates within the divine feminine. The 3D ego removed the divine feminine. So we just actioned, 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 actioned. And the actioning was without us, which is why everything we did never worked. Wow, that's so amazing. What a good that. Release the rush. Receive you. 
receive you when everything manifests, then you create within you. That is why the whole world was taken on a huge handbrake stop with lockdown, with everything happening. Everybody needed to stop. We all said 2020, we want to see our abundance. Universe said, okay, then you need to see how you're not allowing your abundance. That means stop. Wow. Because you're all creating auto. You're all creating auto. You all need to have the beautiful chrysalis and caterpillar, like the butterflies and moths have been doing all these years. When everything you've been doing is removed from you, you don't see your friends, you're still here. You don't see your family, you're still here. Interesting. I'm not working, I'm still here. I'm not going to gym, I'm still here. I'm not going to church, I'm still here. I'm not doing Not even time has given me purpose. Why was I doing any of that in the first place? Finally, you're realizing you're all creating auto on things that don't exist. And then the humanity chose, let's create to do things within our truth. And the bulk of humanity finally is creating now with an authenticity, which is why all the social medias and TikTok all went so beautifully well, because people stopped putting all the filters and they started being real. Now everybody sees how they are truthful in their truth and humanity ascended. This is the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension principle creates within authenticity and love. The third dimension, separation, segregation and control. So now that we're in the realm of the fifth, everything had to slow down because now you're all creating within your truth, your love. So all the energies that were creating separation had to fall. Every energy creating a separation had to fall. Even the most successful people who were well-meaning, even people who were successful, well-meaning, because they were well-meaning for women's rights, for gender rights, for racial rights. Yes, they were well-meaning. And yes, they did well for women empowerment. Yes, they did well. Those were important things to show. And they succeeded. But if, I'm do, if I do Demela Universe in order for Black empowerment, that does not help. Why? I am still focusing on the separation, on the race. I don't do this for my Beautiful. Do this for my truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And by doing it for my truth, then by just me doing it, it empowers people automatically, but it empowers everybody. Which is why even those who succeeded in such beautiful things, their truths were shown, their truths were seen, and they were now falling from those places. You cannot build on separation, no matter how well-meaning it is, not in the fifth dimension, not in this new realm of love, in this new realm of love, in the realm of the Aquarian era, the divine feminine realm, the divine feminine realm. We receive us in our truth. You create within authenticity. That is abundance. So all of us lightworkers and creatives who created in the truth, we are shifting to the abundance, which is why you've been seeing flow is changing, incoming flow, things are starting to work out, and things are going to work out really quickly in the next couple of years. The creatives and the lightworkers, the healers, we shall be the abundance. All of those working in separation, they shall then have to go down, for they need to then learn the lesson. We spent all these years learning the lessons of to come to the soul space to create. So now the soul space to creation, we are the abundance for this abundance gives out. It doesn't take and keep. It gives out to receive. And this is now going to 
allow the healing of finances, the healing of money, the healing of all of those things to allow everybody equal opportunity to create for that is the realm of love. Thank you. So I just wanted to say that, you know, the time difference between us is right. We started at 9 a.m. on my time in Santa Cruz, California, and in Central Africa, you are 6 p.m. and it's the full moon, um, which was just wonderful timing. And and you had said you had taken a nap and I had just woken up, but I I had a dream and I thought about you when I woke up because I felt that you were in it. And in my dream, we were working together to make the best nightclub um, and the, the nightclub was going to beat all the other nightclubs that we were just going to make it so wonderful. So it, it just made me think of that as you were talking. <laughs> um, all those energies, we are re, we're healing it. That's what's happening. So yes, nightclubs. So yes, all of those things, which in the, even Mars, um, Mars is known as the God of war, but this was weaponized by the third. Mars is nothing but movement. Venus is within divine feminine. Mars is masculine, the movement. It is stillness within movement. So all those movements of martial arts and all of those things, they were never for fighting. They were never for injury. They were to allow the body to move with fast, accurate movements to master the physical vessel. Stillness within movement. So we're here to literally heal all of those heal nightclubs heal music heal all activities which have been made toxic or dangerous or where all all those those notions we're here to heal the vibration and bring it back to love all of those experiences are meant to bring love dancing is meant to allow you to completely release the mind and dance within the music and flow and feel your soul completely vibrate on the frequency of the sound not for you to need to be so intoxicated that you run away from yourself no it's meant to connect you all things here are meant to connect you to a deeper sense of you not to disconnect you and in this new realm we are healing everything to the connection of you to the understanding of you to the allowance of you in the fullness of you in completion yes that was so beautiful So um, I don't even know where to go back, but I'd, I guess I'd like your stories of where you first found the light within you, then you found your, the tarot and were able to find a new way of self-expression. Were there yeah. other um, um, spiritual people that really helped open you up to the way you're living that you can acknowledge now? Absolutely. So to quickly go back, but then I'll be a lot faster now. <laughs> so, <laughs> When I left home, I went to Varsity University. That's when I really got to make new friends and I realized how very different they are because everybody in my friendship group was a different religion, a different place, some atheists, some agnostics. So that was new to me. I'm like, okay, interesting. But we're all the same. So there's something weird about this organized religion stuff. And then a couple of years later, my father had passed on. And that is when I didn't understand the purpose for I knew everything has purpose. And I asked the universe, I don't understand. I'm born into this family. 
here's this man, he's raging, he's completely angry, and then he's gone. I don't understand what's the point. What was the point of that whole thing? And then I started to channel. I heard a voice say, it's time that you now begin. It's time that you now begin at forgiveness. And I was at gym at this time and I completely freaked out because I thought I'm going crazy because it sounded just as clear in my ear, just like that. And I was at gym at five o'clock in the morning. There was nobody there. I remember turning around and I thought, oh dear, I've just lost it. That is it. I've lost it. After all of that craziness, I've just lost it. And the voice said, no, you haven't lost it. If you think back, you've always heard us. And then I had flashes of my childhood memory where I used to speak to like my crayons and speak to trees and speak to crystals and speak to things and objects. And I thought, I thought I was just pretending, no, you were hearing the vibration. You were speaking to all of us at all times. From then, as I said, then I, then I attracted beautiful friends, Taryn and Oliver, who then, um, showed me the tarot and then it was interesting so I that day on that channeling of forgiveness that is when spirit universe taught me all of creation how we are all universe extensions of universe coming to create here how we all suspend our memories in order for us to create free will and then we choose lives completely opposite us in order for us then to heal that vibration how do you know the essence of love unless you began without love? How do you know you want ease unless you had dis-ease? How do you know your personal truth unless where you begin is completely opposite the truth of you? So every single person who's living, your life is perfect. You believe it's not perfect and you want a better version? No, you literally elected before coming, chose the perfect path for you to come to your own remembrance, to come to your own awakening each and every single time. Even your physical body gives you different reactions for people respond to you differently. Even your physicality is a map back to you. So after learning all of these experiences, a friend of mine, Oliver, they introduced me to Abraham Hicks. Yes. I'm aware. And yes, that's amazing. Everyone you're speaking of, Rumi, everyone, I'm just, I'm so aware of, and I'm just even more touched. So, so yes, thank you. When I listened to Abraham Hicks, it was quite a confirmation because a lot of the stuff that I heard, she was teaching. So then I thought, okay, so I'm not going crazy. It's interesting. Somebody else is channeling. And that was the first time I also then understood channeling from her so completely and then i got introduced of course to Eckhart Tolle, who's also beautiful um deepak chopra but i suppose the being who really assisted me was abraham in terms of the laws of attraction because as soon as i released everybody from the responsibility of my well-being and I understood that I am the creator of my reality and that that which I focus on becomes. And I practiced that into being. Also, Louise Hay, Louise Hay, mirror work, brilliant. Looking in the mirror, telling yourself you love yourself, listening to the negative thoughts, rewriting the negative thoughts, putting them in the positive, life-changing, reprogramming your brain to the positive. I, I just did something last night. I'm just curious about that rewriting. Um, and I, you talked a lot about perfection. Um, 
And I notice a thought that goes in my head sometimes, and it's, uh, it's, it says, I am so exhausted of not being perfect. And what I did last night was I said, I'm going to say this backwards. And so when I said it backwards, it's hard to think of now. It, it like reversed the whole, the whole thought and it released it. Basically what it said instead backwards was I am exhausted. <laughs> so I'm just tired. So I realized I'm thinking these thoughts when I'm just tired, you know, but I have not done the mirror work and I just, I would love to hear more about, about the mirror work so I could share it with others. So, so if you could tell me some of that. Let's go back to exhaustion. Exhaustion is just like an emotion, like anything else. It's just to make you aware that you need to be at ease, allowed to be formless. If you're tired, it doesn't mean that you now stop. It just means, okay, everything I'm doing, do it a bit slower. Do it within my ease. Let me break down the day to make it slower. Let me just, oh, I can actually do that tomorrow. Or actually, I can clear today and take a complete rest day today. Before you know it, tomorrow, you have all the energy and you're going tiredness is just an indicator of you needing to rest and if you just listen to your body then you're done then you restore and you regenerate and you're back it's another emotion emotions are just showing you where your soul is where you're vibing and if you allow yourself to be more within well-being and happiness and ease then you will be able to navigate your physical more within those realms and you won't overexert and overexhaust yourself you see you have the notion of perfection i want you to understand you are perfect you are divinely perfect always why you are universe creating understand this to the very core of your soul you God, goddess, universe, source energy, spirit, however you want to call this energy, is within you as you. Right now. Right now, universe, source energy, spirit, that energy force is within you, literally, as you. You are having this experience and this expression, this physical expression is the extension of universe. You are why universe is unconditional. That means every single way of being is perfect. Even the ways we are disagreeing with, even the ways we do not like, that is universe learning love. That is universe learning itself, expressing itself, healing itself back to love. And all those people doing hurtful things are those creating absent love. But only life experience will allow them the understanding of that to, for them to come to a place where they do create within love. And the mirror work allows you this. For the mirror work allows you to see where you disallow yourself love because all of those things, I'm not good enough, I'm not perfect, stems from childhood, from you being that beautiful little girl who was not told enough how much you loved, who was told that you were not good enough, who was told you can't do that, that's not for girls, girls can't do that, girls can't be that way, young ladies don't do that, what are you doing, don't do that in this culture, in that religion you don't do that, every single thing was you can't do you, you can't be you, you can't be you, so all of us from youth have been programmed to run away from ourselves, and so we've come to fear who we are, 
We've come to hate who we are. We've come to not trust who we are because we've been told if we go back there, I'm worthless. If I go back there, but that's not what girls, that's not what boys do. If I go there, it's a sin. If I do anything which is me, it is not right. So we learn to do all of these false ideas, false ideas, all of these personalities given to us. And the mirror work allows you to release the idea, release this notion that you are not perfect, release the idea that you are not divine, that you are not the creator. For then when you come and settle to you, you realize I've always been worthy. I've always been worthy. You are a genius in your field of happiness. You are literally built to do that which brings you happiness. You came here to create that which brings you happiness. Your brain is translating your soul into ideas that make you happy. If you simply do every single thing you've ever wanted to do when you were a little girl or a little boy or however you identify, if you go back to your childhood self and literally do that, those things, you will literally discover your abundance. And it seems crazy because the world made it feel like it's crazy. It seems like a fairy tale because the world said it's a fairy tale. The world's making you feel that your truth is a lie and that their truth is a reality. Release that. Release the reality. Stop making the world's reality real. It's very flux. Everything honors you. You're the creator. Everything honors you. It takes the shape of you. Everything formally takes the shape of you. Is that what we say in the mirror or, or is this something we do in the morning? And how long would you recommend? Okay, so in the mirror, you simply look at yourself, is what Louise says. You look at yourself in the mirror and you say, Tonya, I love you. Looking straight in your eyes. You declare love to yourself. I love you. You're incredible. You're amazing. But I still haven't done this. Okay, it's good to know I haven't done that. I so you start seeing what you, how you betray yourself. Because when you say I love you, you feel awkward. First, you feel that it's self-serving. And you feel that you can't tell yourself you love yourself. Something to write down. Why can't I tell myself I love me? Interesting. And then you start saying it. And the more you say it, you start feeling and you start receiving everything that denies yourself. Um, but I haven't got the job yet. Oh, but look at how I've done. Oh, but I'm like, I'm too fat. I'm too thin. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm you start really seeing what, what you keep creating subconsciously because whatever's in your mind is creating. So now that you know what's in your mind, you rewrite all of that, just like you did with the, I'm exhausted because I'm not perfect. Then you realize, the thought of perfection is exhausting. So let me, re let me release that thought. I am always divinely perfect. I am. I do not need to strive to perfection. I simply am. By surrendering to me, this is perfect. Everything then becomes the perfection I am. Nothing needs to change inside me. I am me. All changes to me. All honors me. Why? I am God creating. I am goddess creating. I am universe creating. Thou shalt not honor any other God than me was a self-instruction to you before coming into this physical world. We just forgot as soon as we arrived here. 
Because when you honor other people, we're honoring other gods. We're all God creating. And by honoring other people, other ways of being, you do not create within your truth. You create absent self, which is then absent love. And then you create experiences, which are then, of course, absent loving, which is why they're hurtful and painful. That's why you're never good enough. So release the notion of perfection in the physical sense. Understand your soul, your essence is divinely perfect. This physical body is the perfect manifestation for your soul. And if you listen to your soul, you'll be led to the foods, led to the activities, led to all the things that allow this physical vessel to align with you, not society, not the world's idea of beauty, not the world's idea of the perfection, with you, with the truth of you. You have all always been the truth of your perfection but simply is you always 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 and that is the work that I primarily do that all the light workers do we don't tell you how to live we don't tell you what to do we simply give you the awareness of you the awareness of your power you've always been worthy Truly, and as soon as you do this, everything shifts so quickly. It's, it's remarkable. It just takes a bit of time because me thinking I'm not perfect, me thinking I'm not worthy, me thinking that I'm useless, me thinking that I'm not good enough, that's attracting these experiences. It's attracting people who will make sure that I feel worthless, who will make sure that I'm not good enough. It just simply is. You're not responsible for the actions. No, I'm not responsible for my actions for my father being abusive in the past. Absolutely not. But in the past, I thought I was worthless. I thought I was not worth being. I thought being gay was not good. I thought I was going to burn in hell. I thought being black was bad because of what I was seeing in the white people and the racism. I thought being all of these things were being thrown at me. So that's what I thought of myself. So of course, that's what I was attracting. I'm God creating. I always say children are so strong because we create painful experiences without knowing why. As soon as we're born, you're small, you're weak, you're defenseless. You need to be protected. So what do I think? I'm small, I'm weak, I'm defenseless. What am I attracting? Things to make me feel small, to make me feel weak, to keep me in pain. As opposed to, yes, you're a, you're a child, you're, you're small, but you're powerful, you're brilliant. Why? Even though you're tiny and a beautiful vessel, you're still God creating. You chose to come and manifest in this beautiful world. You're powerful. If we could each empower our children, you are a powerful being. You are strong. Everything you focus on becomes. That's your power of your creation. You are mighty. You are protected. You are safe. You are so protected and safe because the whole universe is protecting you. And you're so safe. Imagine a child who feels when they're two, when they're three, when they're four, they're five. I am strong. I am protected. I am source energy. I create with love. Even if they get lost in a mall, a week later, somebody will ring your bell. I found your little girl. We went shopping and went camping. And, here we and you, wouldn't even be, you wouldn't even be freaked out. For you will know they'll be safe. And that is how humanity was many, many thousands of years ago. We didn't hanker we didn't we were never concerned we weren't hankered about safety you simply were safe every child was everyone's child so even if you didn't know you know they were safe 
in the communities in the villages we lived in, we knew you were safe. You were protected. You were with somebody, and after a week later, or sometime you'll show up, and you'll have learned something new. I haven't seen you in a month. Where were you, little lady? What have you learned? I was here with this cogo and that cogo and this person. I learned this, 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 because there was no fear. There was no fear of your child being manipulated or being taken away. You understood that there are powerful beings who are growing to their truth. All of this fear is ego. Fear does not exist. Fear doesn't exist. It is an illusion. Danger, yes. We know when things are, a fire will burn. That's danger. It's not fear. It's just danger. You wouldn't put your hand in a fire. That's going to burn. But fear, mm -mm, that's an illusion. It is the absence of love. Is that, um, so I presume that you said, um, when you're vibing, it's just an alert system to let you know what you need to do next. So now at this time, being a much more of an awakened being, um, when you do feel um, feelings of exhaustion or, or whatever, it's no longer ego. You recognize it as an alert system to redirect you to do the things that are best for you. Is Absolutely. The emotions are nothing but a guidance tool for you. You see, your soul is forever in well-being. Your soul is always love, energized, alive, happy, well-being, and good. Anything that deviates from it is a negative emotion in order for you to come back. If your soul was not in well-being, you would not have any measure of how you're feeling. So your soul is always in well-being. So if you're not feeling, if you're feeling irritable, the question is, hmm. Why am, I at, why am I not at ease? And then when you think of that, you'll think, I'm worried about money at the end of the month. That's not a real thought. That's an illusion. I am wealthy. I'm abundant. I'm the creator of my reality. I create abundance all times. Money flows into my life today. Money flows into my life experience today. Money is formless, actually. The work I'm doing is not the only way I can get money. Money pours and flows into my life experience every single moment before you know it. You randomly gifted money. You randomly given money. There's a random statement because you won something, or there's a back payment from something which you forgot that comes in, or there's a random new there's a random new offer. If I'm tired, okay, I need to rest. Let me take it slow today. Instead of I'm so exhausted, I'm just going to mission and mission harder. You're going against that which your soul is saying is the most optimum way for you to work because this world says you have to move, move, move. You have to go, go, go. That's ego. Release the go, go, go. I Nothing. Love, I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> you're a human being. Yeah. You're a human being, remember, not a doing. I always, I always loved when I heard that. You're a human being, not doing. So be. Be, receive you, and then do. Thank you so much. So I guess um, we should probably um, wrap up with um, some tidbits. I mean, you've given so much advice about, um, about what to do, and I love it. I'm so excited. I'm going to move with the mirror work and move with um, recognizing my emotions more and paying attention to those thoughts. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that we didn't get to touch on? The most powerful lesson that I really learned to allow me this clarity 
The brain is a physical tool. It is part of the body, like your hands, your hair, your skin, clothes. The brain is a physical tool. When it leads, it does not lead for you. It leads with other people's experiences. It leads with what is observed. It leads with the past knowledge, which doesn't serve you. Release the brain. The brain leads with the fruit of knowledge. Release the brain. Why? Then you find yourself at a place of nothingness. And people freak out. What do you mean? Nothing? Nothing means I'm empty. Exactly. And it's beautiful. Because your brain's function is to primarily translate the vibrations of your soul. How else can your non-physical component come into the physical? How else can the soul within you interact with this unless you had a medium to translate it into the physical? That's your brain. And that's all it's meant to do. Yes, it regulates everything else, but it regulates everything else and according to your soul. That is why your body then tells you what to eat. Your body then tells you what, how to move. Your body then tells you what activities it enjoys when your vibration, your soul is interpreted by the brain. Where nothingness is, everything happens. When your brain is a blank canvas, your soul can take the colors of you and paint you a picture. And each morning, I never knew I wanted to do that. Let's try it. Wow, the next day, I never knew I wanted to. Every single time, the canvas is blank. Every moment, the canvas is blank. Every moment, you become new, forever changing, forever growing. You don't define yourself. You don't decide, I know me. To say I know me means you've crystallized, you've frozen yourself in time, and therefore you have released all the other infinite possibilities of your creation. And that is why you, then nothing ever works out, because you've decided, well, nothing ever works out. So if you release the brain by just being present, meditation is every moment presence you're washing the dishes you're feeling the warm water you're enjoying the soap you're holding the dishes you're doing your bed you're feeling every single thing feeling the material you're walking instead of walking and your brain is busy you're looking at the clouds you're feeling the breeze Ooh, you're smelling the air you're literally participating with life participate with each and every aspect of life each day and your mind is quiet. You can't do both at the same time. You can't participate and experience and also think. It doesn't work. You can only do one or the other. So focus, distract yourself with life so that your brain is an emptiness and allow yourself to be within joy. Then what happens? The vibrations of your soul rise to the surface of your consciousness and before you know it, ideas, thoughts, experiences, promptings, which you have never thought of, you've never even dreamed of doing. 
but it just feels so right. And as soon as you do it, you realize I have always been a singer. I have always been a painter. I have always been an author. I have always been a dancer. I've always been a chef. I've always been all these things. I just didn't allow myself to do it because of the brain. If you let the brain lead, it paints the canvas with what people have told you and it's fixed. It doesn't move. So you never get to have a new canvas again. And your words are spelling. You create words spell. It is difficult for me to ever, it'll be difficult, but it's so hard for me. My, my mind is always racing. Done. Your mind is always racing. But it's so difficult for me to do, and it's difficult for me to do this. It's such a horrible day. It's a horrible day. Every single thing you say becomes. So watch what you speak. Speak positively. It's a beautiful day today. I'm getting better and better and better. Every day I get better at this. And Abraham was really beautiful at teaching this. Really speak yourself into the positive and release the brain. When you do that, you simply then access you. You who is an eternal being, who's having a temporary physical experience. So stop trying to make this temporary experience permanent. Stop it. Stop. Stop trying to make this whole thing permanent. Stop it. Why? You're eternal. Let it change and become new and get more and then get more and then get more and then release it all and get more and then change it going and get more. You're here to literally discover all the different facets of you. Why would you want to have one place, one time, and live in that one host the whole day, the whole life? Why? When you can literally start again, start again, start again. And each time more abundant, more abundant, more abundant than the last. You don't start from lack. When you build from your truth, you build foundations firmly within the authentic nature of you. This is longevity. This is sustainability throughout your whole life experience. This is sustainable foundation of, of abundance. So now you build, you build, you create. You have now your beautiful home and you're happy and you are satisfied and you are happy in it. I really feel like moving to an island, <laughs> but you're so happy. I know, but I feel there's more. Okay. You sell this whole thing. You move to an island, a whole brand new house, a whole brand new experience. It's beautiful. It's lovely. Hmm. I really feel like, yes, you just keep going from more to more to more to more because you're building within your truth based on your dreams, your desire, on your soul, on you as source energy, universe, God, goddess, creating. That is so beautiful. I'm, I'm just, I feel so much love. I feel like I am now completely in love <laughs> with my own soul. So it's just been wonderful for last year. Thank you. Thank you for this. It's just been incredible. I want to work with you more and for others out there, who want to work with you, do you want to share your um, email or shall they reach out to you on your Instagram platform? So yes, um, all of them. So please, if you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's at Dumela Universe. On um, email, it's info at dumelauniverse.com. 
You can book me at dumelauniverse.com, um, YouTube and TikTok, Dumela Universe. So you can't really forget it. It's Dumela Universe and dumelauniverse.com and you can reach me. And for more guidance, more clarity on YouTube, I do weekly readings. I do, I do I, there's a full moon reading tonight, which is really beautiful because I did a beautiful little um, spelling to release any um, resistance and any things, any limitations. So if you, so what I do with my readings is when you do a reading, it also releases the resistance. It allows all of the energies to work towards your truth. So it allows breakthroughs and healings and blessings to come through. Oh, beautiful. So, really fun. so if you want to, so if you want to know what energies are happening that week, you can look at the weekly reading and you'll be able to navigate then how to allow yourself to have the most abundant and prosperous week ever. And lots of readings soon. As soon as I have more people, then I'll go into the different star signs. But right now, beautiful readings, which are really insightful and allow you just to come to the truth of you. As I said, all I do is allow you the awareness of you all the time and how every single thing is literally you creating. So don't react at life. Observe and respond. If you don't like what's happening, go within. And I love how your doggy came in because <laughs> dog energy loyalty. That's the law. They came through to do a soul contract of loyalty. So really affirming, be loyal to self, be loyal to you. And I think it's a black dog. If I'm looking uh -huh. through mm -hmm. beautiful, I saw that dark energy, unconditional love, be loyal to you in an unknowable way. Don't define and decide what you be. Allow yourself to discover you in each moment, but within love. Be loyal to the love of you. And just like your beautiful animal spirit there, you will simply discover the love of you each and every single day. There's a beautiful synchronicity. And out he goes, he's done. It's like, that's what I want to say. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Jamela. It's just been, just been beautiful. I, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. It's been lovely. Thank you so much. And thank you for allowing me to share and just i just wanted to say yes i know i shared quite a lot of trauma from my childhood that was just to allow everyone to understand yes everything that happens in your childhood is for purpose and for reason for you to come to the awareness of you yes it doesn't mean that it's okay it happens no it's not okay that it happened and it's it's not okay that you experienced any of those things but don't let those things hold you sabotage don't let those things trap you by saying but that's what happened in the past so i can't but i had all this trauma so i can't don't let those excuse you from coming to the truth that's what my mother my brother and my sister are doing and they are now stuck in it allow yourself to be free by realizing okay i see how i created that I see how that worked out. Now I release it. And now I release all of the past experience. It was just for me to remember, to remind myself, because I'm such a stubborn person, that I'm the creator of my reality. Now that I realize exactly what I had to experience to remember it, and that I'm strong enough to have healed all of that, because what happens to one human happens to the whole of humanity. So I healed the human collective by healing that. Understand that's what you do by healing your trauma. You heal everyone. 
Now I simply receive my abundance by being the truth of me. I want just to leave everybody that because I felt there was a lot of information of my trauma. And I was like, but what does that mean? It was just to show you that all of that is for healing and is for purpose. Now, don't allow it to imprison you. Release it and simply embrace the newness of you. And by doing that, everybody learns in their own time. Thank you so much. This has been just so joyful. Thank you so much. I Thank you all for your continued support for my podcast. I am so excited and honored to bring you more of the most important people in the world that are working towards teaching others how to transform in the most powerful way. You can help me tremendously by going to Apple Podcast and rating my podcast. If you can share this with a friend, please post it on your social media. If anyone would find relevance to it, please share it on your Instagram. It means everything to me to have the opportunity to share the most beautiful and profound stories. If you're interested in more, I have tons of resources. Please join my Facebook group. It's called the Healed Hero Collective. Thank you.